Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At T. Fry, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale loan to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I've been telling you this for a long time. I've been on testosterone for at least seven years. Uh, when I was doing it, it was inconvenient and it was expensive. Well, guess what? I found a company called Low T99. It is the first all-inclusive treatment for just 129 bucks a month. They're going to FedEx you the testosterone and the supplies for just 129 bucks a month. A week ago, I went to get my lab work done. That's two, $300 right there. You know what I paid? Nothing. You know why? That was included in the 129 bucks a month. I today had my appointment with the doctor to go over my results. You know what I paid for it? Nothing. It was included in the $129 a month. I don't have to make any trips to the pharmacy. It's a phone call or a Zoom call with the doctor. Super easy. Cost is great. Do what I did. Go to LowT99.com. That's LowT99.com. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Eurosport. Go for a test drive today in Denver or Parker because everyone deserves a luxury car buying experience. Or find them online at RMEurosport.com. Okay, let's go out to the hotline. I want to bring in a really good friend of mine and Terry's, Peter McNabb, a guy who only scored 363 more NHL goals than I did. How are you, t- How are you, Peter? Uh, well, you know, I think I'm like everybody. You know, uh, we've it's been talked about. It's been analyzed, reanalyzed to the point of, you know, you're going in circles. It's, I am ready for the Stanley Cup Finals between I think the best two opponents we could possibly put together. I ha- I want to get in two questions before I forget them. I did the okay. interview with you, a very enjoyable interview with you in the Mile High Sports Magazine last fall, and you had me laughing in several places, and now I'm going to ask you to tell me all the off-the-record stories on the air, none of them <laughs> to get in trouble, I think. You told me about I, the one that's just stuck in my mind this week. was oh, the time you chased the time you chased Bobby Orr around the net what would it be? Tell us that story, and what would it be like to chase Kale McCarbine around? It? It, it's probably would be something like, you know, when I, I, I was I wasn't supposed to play in the National Hockey League. That, you know, I grew up in San, San Diego. Um, I was an okay player. Got to DU, and things just started to fall into place. I remember, I got to the National Hockey League, and my dad said, "You know, I think you can play, but if you can't, put together a list of things that you want to do." And one of the things I wanted to do was the legendary story of you chase Bobby Orr around the net, and by the time you get around the net, he is like almost past the circles and at the blue line. And we're in Boston Garden, and it's six to one for them. I look around; no one's really paying attention to me. I said, "You know what? I'm going to I'm going to try this." And I go in behind the net, and I mu- I must tell you, it was one of the most beautiful things I'd ever seen. He had these big bull legs. And he was just gone. He was updated. I thought, now that is greatness. And all I can do is just sort of be <laughs> in and around it. And so it was, uh, 
it was one of those moments was only known by myself until obviously I told Tara, I don't know what I was doing, but you know, and he was spectacular. I'm sure those players that are playing against McCarr right now are going to have some stories to tell later on in their lives. About, you know what? I, I played against Kale McCarr one time and people are going to go, no, really? And they, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Cause that's my story. I played against Bobby a couple of times. And I enjoyed it a lot, even though I would not want to make a living doing it. We are talking with Peter McNabb. He has another honor that I don't have. He's a member of the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame while I have visited the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. Let's talk about the game. We do not need to get into the goaltending matchup. That is obvious as the sun coming up tomorrow. Where do the Tampa Bay Lightning have the advantage over the avalanche outside of goaltending? Well, I mean, you you have to be honest and say they're going to have a, and the, the experience level is going to be favor the Tampa Bay Lightning. Now, how much how much importance do you put on that? I mean, that that'll be a key because I think this Avalanche club is a far different club than is lost in each of the last three second rounds. I mean, they made it through the second round, the third round, and they got themselves into the Stanley Cup Finals. And they're they're ready they're ready for this. So I don't think the experience is going to be that big a factor. I mean the Avalanche, the Avalanche are just really good. But I watched Tampa Bay uh, practice today, and they're a well-oiled machine. The only thing I did not enjoy about watching Tampa Bay because it was it, you know they're they're a good hockey club, big defense. They got some really good for Kucherov may be the head the hidden gem in the National Hockey League as far as forwards go. Um, but, you know, Point is, Braden Point is going to play tomorrow. And with Kadri not playing and Braden Point playing, you know, that, is, that, that isn't a great situation for the Colorado Avalanche. Although the Avalanche, amazingly, 13 games that Kadri hasn't played, they're 11-1-1. One, and one. So Branson maybe moves over in the middle, and the Avalanche... Um, We'll go with that lineup. As far as what, if it, the, to me, when that, when you watch Tampa Bay play, I, I wouldn't want to fall behind. They're a really, really good team with the lead, and I think for the Avalanche, especially in Game One, you want to get that lead and you want to come out, and I think they will. They're three and zero in the first games of series. Tampa Bay is one and two, but Tampa Bay started on the road in all three of those, and again starting on the road. And the Avalanche have started at home, and again they're starting at home. So, you know, for the Avs, you know, you want to. I mean, they're they are going to come out flying, uh, much like Nashville saw when the Avalanche had a five nothing lead. I'm not saying they're going to be able to do that against Tampa Bay, but that's how the Avalanche want to play that first period. We know how flashy are they are. We know how exciting they are. Are they capable of solving Vasilevsky and that and that big rugged tough Tampa Bay defense? Oh. Absolutely. You know, I, the thing about it is I, I, that, you know, they're, they're, what, they, what you want to do with the Avalanche, like what is the Avalanche strength? They get the puck in, they cycle down low, they are fast and they are quick. So they'll get on you in a hurry and you have to make a, the perfect decision. Then, you know, and if you don't make the perfect decision, the, puck's, the puck is coming back into the Avalanche, uh, pardon me, the Tampa Bay zone. And that's when you can get them running around. So you want to be on them quick. You want to be on them fast, and those are the things that the Avalanche have to do. We watched the Rangers series, and I understand the Rangers are not as good as the Avs, let's be honest, but they are an up-tempo team. 
And those final four games of the Eastern Conference Finals, it was difficult to watch the Rangers try and even get through the neutral zone. Well, there's there's the key zone. The, the, you know, the Avalanche once you, they get in the zone, in offensive zone, you know they they will they'll they'll get some things done. It's the neutral zone that is the problem against Tampa Bay when they are playing at their best. They know how to cover up. They know how which defenseman needs to move forward. They know how to take away the first pass, the second pass. You know, so the Avalanche are going to have to be really smart, and the, the the passing maybe the biggest key for the Avalanche. They're going to have to pass, and that pass has to be right on the money, so the guy can keep going. He never has to slow down, and he gets that puck in, or he carries it in. But the passing is going to allow the Avalanche to have the speed to back Tampa Bay up. Darcy Kemper hasn't played since May 31st. He looks as if he's going to be the starter, go back into the net uh, after his probably eye injury how much confidence you know the players say all the right things you ask players do you have confidence in Darcy Kemper of course they're going to say yes and they do it and they sound sincere do you believe they really have faith in Darcy Kemper oh absolutely they have they have faith you know and for Darcy Kemper I I think that the the real thing that you want to do is not play against Vasilevsky Mm -hmm. Vasilevsky I mean he's the best right now he's the best and maybe he may go down as the best pressure playoff goaltender ever. Even better than Patrick? Oh, Patrick did not win two, maybe three in a row. And Patrick was really, I mean, Patrick was great. but He won won a second one at 28. Well, you but you're just saying, you look at this guy and the consistency. This is, he's won 11 series in a row. You know, uh, it's just, it's unbelievable. What he's doing, and he does he does one thing that's, that's exactly the same as Patrick. When the series starts, everyone kind of believes they can score, and as <laughs> this guy goes along in the series, he just chips away your confidence, chips away your confidence. By the time you get down to the set, game seven, there's only one or two guys that honestly believe <laughs> that they can score. Okay, and, so Peter, let me ask you, okay, because you 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 played in the seventies, so you can go way back when it comes to hockey. Yep. Rank in order, one game to play. Who do you want in goal? Go one, two, three, four, five. Oh, I mean, I'd have to go, Patrick, because I watched him play here, and I watched, you know, I had conversations with him. He was spectacular. My and number two would be the guy who was lucky enough to play in Boston would be Jerry Cheevers. Then you've got Brodeur. I mean, this Vasilevsky's got to be right in there with right. those guys. Right. I mean, and you, you could take the, the number one, two, three, four, five, Put those names up and then just just mush them together because they're all unbelievable. My dad tells me Terry Sawchuk way back in the fifties was you know you couldn't beat him when he, when he decided that it wasn't going to happen. He won one year they won eight games in a row back when there was just two series and you know he just he just shut everybody down. There's you know at Dominic Hoshik uh, was phenomenal right. and but you know you, you you all of these guys are great. All of these guys were great during their time. But right now, there is no question, this is Vasilevsky's time, and he is the best of the best right now. You were publicly open and touching when talking about your cancer fight. Um, you've, you're doing well now. I think everybody sees it and knows it. How did you react to and how do you feel about the public support you got? Oh, it's been, you know, it's, it, it, you get so taken aback. You know, it's like... You know, and and you know, obviously, friends and family have been spectacular. Um, I think the biggest thing that uh, that I've 
that's been, uh, I don't want to say touching or, or anything like that, but it is the people that come up and say, hey, you know, I watched you and, and, and thanks so much. We have somebody that's got cancer and we're, you know, we're just telling them that you've got, you know, you've got it too. And so it, it's, you know, the, the, the meeting, the meeting of new people that uh, have been touched by this has, you know, because you have far different conversations than I ever thought I would have with people. And people instantly become more open and will tell you things that I'm not sure they've told anyone else. And you feel sort of uh, privileged to, to, to have these conversations. So it, it, it's, been, it's, been, it's been fantastic. Let me ask you a crazy question. Were you, he- you were here in, in 2001 and 96, right? Yep. Did you get a Stanley Cup ring from the team? Yeah. You Thank know you what? very much. I, I did. I got one from Jersey, too. So, yep. I, you know, I, I made it to the final three times, and I didn't get it. I got butt from that. <laughs> you know, just, but the, the Devils and the Avalanche were nice enough. It, it, it's a replica, of course, but it's, it's, a, it's a very nice ring. Well, you know what? I, I got to tell you, for everything that you've been through, battling cancer, the most important prize is being able to see your family tomorrow. But I think maybe a nice consolation prize, and I'll be rooting for it, terribly rooting for it, and everybody will be rooting for it, for you to get another Stanley Cup ring for what you've had to battle through. Well, you know, trust me, that's, the, the, that's way down the list. But being a hockey person in this town, I know, I, you know, I, I'm, I've been there enough times to know that this is just about the best time inside of a sports city. I've always believed that the Stanley Cup, the pursuit of it, is so fantastic, so hard. I mean, but the, the city ends the season. Okay, you're, you've usually had a good season. You've made the playoffs. And, and unlike basketball, and no, nothing against basketball, but, you know, their playoff series are there's not many upsets. In hockey, you just don't know. So it's you go through the first court. round. And then, then you know, all of a sudden you start galvanizing the whole city and the state, and then the second round comes, and you know, and it's unbelievable. And then the third, by the time the third round comes, everybody's into it. And once you get to, you're lucky enough if your team gets to the Stanley Cup Finals. This is as good as it gets, sports wise, inside inside of such a great city. And and it would be unbelievable to see another one of those parades because Denver does do it. Does do a nice parade. Well, it's great talking with you, and we're all, we've all been rooting for you. And during this segment, I got a text from a guy named Number 8 who wants to race you around the net at the morning skate tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll just, just bring his calendar. We'll time it. <laughs> hey, Peter, thank you so much for your time, and uh, we will obviously talk soon. See you, my friend. Okay, pal. Take care. All right. Guys. Coming up after the break, uh, you look at the two coaches for these teams in the Stanley Cup final. They have something in common that you wouldn't think they would have in common. What is it? That's next. Nice.